वेरी गुड मॉर्निंग टू ऑल द स्टूडेंट्स हु आर लिसनिंग टू दिस पॉडकास्ट वी हैव डिस्कस्ड द कॉन्सेप्ट ऑफ डॉक्टरल रिसर्च इन डिटेल यू हैड अ लुक एट द वेरियस मेरिट्स दैट दिस मोड एंड मेथड ऑफ रिसर्च हैज़ वी ऑल्सो हैड लुक एट द डी मेरिट्स ऑफ डॉक्टरल रिसर्च सो वील बी मूविंग अहेड टूडे एंड आर फोकस टूडे इज गोइंग टू बी एन नॉन डॉक्टरल और इम्पेरिकल रिसर्च and uh, we'll be trying to discuss the various facets of non-doctrinal research what are its merits and finally what are its demerits see as a researcher this is uh, the most basic classification that every uh, student who's doing research that means uh, you uh, or any student who's uh, planning to undertake research must know and this is one question that is generally asked when you present your dissertation or when you present your uh thesis work in front of a external examiner as to what is the research that you've undertaken what is the method of research that uh, you've applied for doing that research so it has either got to be doctrinal or it has got to be non doctrinal or empirical research so let us discuss the various facets as i just said about non doctrinal research and let us try to find out its entry cases uh, see uh, what has happened with doctrinal uh, legal research is that it has uh, received a severe jolt uh, due to the change in political philosophy of law from laissez faire to the welfare state envisaging socio economic transformation through law and legal institutions the consequential new substantive and functional facets of law and certain compelling pragmatic considerations arising from this metamorphosis non doctrinal research also known as socio legal research is basically a legal research that employs methods taken from other disciplines to generate empirical data to answer research questions so please try and understand as far as non doctrinal or socio legal research is concerned it is generating empirical data and it is trying to answer certain research questions which are raised by the researcher himself so it could be a problem it could be a policy or it could be a law reform based research see non doctrinal research uh, can be qualitative also it can be quantitative also uh, doctrinal and non doctrinal research could be part of a in fact large scale project it could involve both the researches in one single project also so normally it does not happen in the case of students they generally adopt one of the two methods and of course there may be certain uh, overlapping when you are doing research we cannot say that empirical research is you know completely empirical in nature it may have components of uh, doctrinal research in it as well and vice versa so non doctrinal approach basically allows the researcher to perform uh, interdisciplinary research where he analyzes the law from the perspective of other sciences and employs these sciences in the formulation of the law an empirical research in law and economics applies legal analysis statistical inference and economic modeling to fundamental areas of national and international law uh, such as tort liability uh, property contracts criminal law law enforcement and uh, various facets of litigation see basically the work of empirical legal researchers uh, since uh, uh, the 20th century has been Uh, to provide the government the judiciary law reform bodies regulatory bodies universities social and economic institutions of all kinds uh, with vital insights into how the law works in the real world 
so you are basically as an empirical researcher analyzing uh, the effects of uh, what the law has been on the people of the society you are trying to find out uh, how the law has actually worked in the society so that then of course suggestions may be given on its improvement or suggestions may be given in the areas where you feel after your research that the law is not working or the law is deficient so empirical legal research is uh, basically uh, carrying a lot of value uh, in revealing and explaining the practices and procedures of legal regulatory redress and dispute resolution systems and the impact of legal phenomena on a range of social institutions on business and on citizens in fact uh, there are many reasons and many grounds uh, that uh, we believe that uh, uh, this research will in fact uh, increase in the future and the demand for such research will uh, see a spike in the future and i'll just list out a few reasons for you see the first of the reasons is uh, the parliament uh, which works through its select committees and the government department they draw on the needs uh, that they require evidence and that evidence can be provided by empirical legal researchers only uh, and this empirical evidence can then be analyzed by this these committees and then um, they could formulate uh, what are they whatever they have in their minds this is reason number 1 secondly uh, as empirical legal research is important for uh, underpinning many areas of legal and social policy so there will be an increasing demand from a wider range of other businesses ngos and so on that evidence about how law works uh, be made available this is the second reason the third reason uh, is um, as practitioners and non empirical legal scholars come to realize the ways in which the empirical legal research enriches the study and practice of law and the development of doctrine they too add to the demand for more research and fourthly Empirical legal research is now recognized as having a central position in legal scholarship alongside the doctrinal text-based body of legal research in jurisprudence and substantive law and practice so its uh, significance is increasing by the day then empirical legal research helps to build our theoretical understanding of law as a social and political phenomena and contributes to the development of social theory so put simply empirical research helps us to understand the law better and an empirical understanding of the law in action helps us to understand the society better then another point could be that the work of empirical legal researchers also influences the development of substantive law the administration of justice and the practice of law lastly i feel research funders are attracted basically to empirical legal research only the originality of empirical investigation into law and legal phenomena has an immediate uh, so to say appeal for grant giving bodies who are anxious to develop interdisciplinary approaches to new fields in order to uh, in order to you know better advance the fundamental knowledge uh, to inform and evaluate reform to meet the needs of citizens and improve the quality of life it is also recognized that existing areas of social inquiry can be enriched by embracing the legal dimensions so the scope the methods and output of empirical legal research offer the university law schools and social science departments the opportunity to be at the leading edge of relevant social research in fact there are huge opportunities uh, for academic lawyers 
to collaborate with colleagues across the uh, full range of social science and other disciplines in order to contribute to major contemporary social and economic issues uh, which are facing the society <coughs> sorry that are already you know uh, preoccupations of the natural and social sciences uh, these may include uh, security and personal safety demographic change global health delivery of healthcare environment biomedical technology inequality etc etc the list is endless uh now please try and understand that despite the achievements and the impact of uh, empirical legal research there has been an increasing concern uh within the uh, academics community and the user community that the current generation of empirical legal researchers is not large enough to meet the existing opportunities and demand more seriously uh, there is a concern that many of the leading empirical legal researchers may in fact uh, retire so to say uh, in the next few years or maybe in the next decade or so and there is not a re- robust successor generation of trained empirical researchers to build on the existing achievements and meet the future demands for research uh, in fact the twin problem of lack of current capacity and the prospect of a declining future capacity are occurring at a time when the importance of empirical legal research is increasing uh, there are excellent opportunities in fact to enhance our understanding of legal phenomena uh, uh, to enhance the importance of uh, legal phenomena by building on the foundational empirical work which has been completed over the last many many years maybe decades and the demand for empirical legal research uh, that can inform and evaluate policy is also growing as is the use of empirical material in judicial proceedings well this all reflects uh, the obvious fact that the world in which law and regulation is required to operate is both expanding as well as changing and as government increasingly regulates economic um, social and family relationships in rapidly changing contexts there is a need for empirical evidence about the impact of law and regulation how mechanisms of regulatory control could be improved and adapted how individuals can um, in fact uh, respond and adapt to the legal environment and how law can contribute to the overall uh, well-being of the society now uh, let us discuss the few reasons and arguments you know which uh, which basically stress upon the need of inquiry into social facets of law i'll just uh, read out these reasons in front of you the first of these reasons is the emergence of sociological jurisprudence and its underlying philosophy uh, assigned law which is assigned law the task of basically social engineering almost every modern civilized state perceives law as an active instrument of socio economic justice and thereby a vehicle of social engineering this new operational facets of a facet of law has inevitably led to enactment of enormous statutes with specified socio economic drives in fact we have come to live in an age uh, which is of social welfare laws secondly in the light of such a role assigned to law it is argued uh, it becomes necessary to look into the factors or interests of the legislature that play significant role in setting the legislative process in motion and in identifying the beneficiaries thereof and the reasons therefore <clears throat> these factors and interests uh, indicate uh, the framework of the law as well as reveal the choices opted by the legislature when it is faced with alternative paths uh, 
you know towards or strategies for the intended legislative goal thirdly it becomes necessary to carry out frequent uh, attitudinal studies of those whose legal position is sought to be modified by a given law as well as of those whose uh, who are vested with the power of uh, interpreting and implementing it so that the legislature armed with this feedback can fulfill its job in a more satisfactory manner <coughs> excuse me fourthly a number of facts or factors that lie outside a legal system may be responsible for non implementation or poor implementation of a given piece of social legislation a systematic probe into these factors and their influence on the operation of law therefore becomes absolutely necessary to identify these bottlenecks and to design then appropriate strategies to remove them or to minimize their influence on the law so that the law can be made an effective instrument of socio economic transformation fifthly there is a nearly always a certain gap between actual social behavior and the behavior demanded by legal norm and a certain tension between actual behavior and legally desired behavior so the identification of this uh, gap or this tension as well as factors responsible therefore becomes necessary for strengthening potentials of law as a vehicle for socio economic justice so let us move ahead and now try to discuss uh, as to what are uh, the various objectives of empirical research <clears throat> see in a non doctrinal research the researcher basically tries to investigate through empirical data how law and legal institutions affect or mold human attitudes and what impact on society they create he endeavors to look into the social face or dimension of law and the gap if any between legal idealism and social reality so non doctrinal legal research uh, basically then involves a study of social impact of law uh, you know which could be existing or proposed or of the social auditing of law the researcher tries to look into and basically seek answers to the following questions okay so these are the objectives of research number 1 are the laws and legal institutions serving the needs of the society number 2 are they suited to the society in which they are operating number 3 what forces in society have influenced shaping or reshaping of a particular set of laws or legal norms fourthly are law books sorry are laws properly administered and enforced or do they exist only in the statute books fifthly what are the factors if any which are responsible for poor or non implementation of these laws sixthly what are the factors that influence the adjudicators Uh, basically the courts or administrative agencies in interpreting and administering the laws then just a second please for whose benefit a law is enacted and are they using it have the intended legislative targets benefited from the law if not for what reasons have they not benefited or where do the bottlenecks lie next what has been the impact of the law 
or legal institutions in changing the attitude of the people or molding their behavior and what are the social obstacles in realization of the expected behavior or change see the inquiry in ultimate analysis uh, relates to first the legislative process that is inquiring into the uh, formalization of law the initiation of law and the forces factors or pressure groups that played a significant role in its making and with what objects secondly its social assimilation that is uh, involving an inquiry into its operational facets and the factors that are responsible for making it dysfunctional and thirdly its impact on the intended beneficiaries okay uh, and uh, see please understand that most of the non doctrinal legal research basically seeks number 1 to assess the impact of non legal factors or events upon legal processes or decisions number 2 to find the gap between legal idealism and social reality number 3 to identify and appraise the magnitude of the variable factors influencing the outcome of legal processes and decision making and fourthly to trace the consequences of the outcome of legal decision making in terms of value gains and deprivations for litigants non litigants or non legal institutions see simply stated please understand in doctrinal research you are basically doing library based research wherein uh, you are basically working on a doctrine in empirical research as i've just uh, pointed out to you in these last 16 to 17 minutes you are basically analyzing the impact of the law on the society and this you do by going to the field basically you are collecting data first hand from the respondents and then uh, the process is you know similar like the process adopted by other social sciences but the difference is that you're trying to understand the impact of the law on the society and the various other objects that i just discussed with you and you are doing this in a scenario in a framework wherein you are uh, as i just said collecting data first hand from your respondents you have undertaken a study wherein you have selected a universe you go in that universe that means a specific area it could be any specific area which you along with your guide has finalized uh, that will be the base area of your research and then you undertake your research in that particular dimension in that specific area you collect the data first and you collate the data then you draw the results based on these datas and then you finally try to reach to a certain conclusion based on the findings that you've drawn from that data that is basically empirical research it is not very much popular as of now but as i just uh, told to you and uh, the reasons that i gave to you are uh, indicating towards uh, the fact that empirical research is picking up in our country and it will definitely pick up in the times to come so as uh, phd students and as students who will be soon doing their research uh, which could be either doctrinal or empirical you could choose uh, between the two you could choose doctrinal research also you could choose empirical research also yes empirical research is a little time consuming it takes in more effort than doctrinal research but then the data that you derive is not the data that you've collected and uh, collated from books the data that you derive is first hand information that you have yourself collected from the respondents that is a data which maybe nobody has derived before you so you get the opportunity to give something to the society which is first hand which uh, you have uh, yourself uh, taken all pains to 
get and which could prove immensely beneficial to the policy makers and to the people who matter who ultimately uh, may look at your data may look at your conclusions may then suggest uh, suitable alterations and um, modifications to the existing law or may suggest anything which is uh, beneficial to the society at large so that is basically empirical research Uh, i think that is enough for the day now what remains is uh, the merits of uh, non doctrinal or empirical research and the demerits of uh, non doctrinal or empirical research that i'll take for uh, take up with you in tomorrow's lecture and uh, try to finish uh, the second unit and uh, this concept as well thank you mm-hmm.